show number 27 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. I have an erection. It's a good sign. Let the trial begin. I'm ready. Number is this? Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh my God! That's why. That's why Bill has an erection. Because <laughs> we've done over half a year's worth of shows now. Oh my God! Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Wow! I'm impressed with us. <laughs> um, as you can hear, I'm still kind of hoarse and weird, but the show must go on. <laughs> the show always has to go on. It must because they're out there waiting. We love the fact that we actually have him now, the sound clip of him saying, I have an erection. Really? You know, with all these sound clips of him saying straight sex and I have an erection, we could probably make something out of we'll, that. We'll do a, a Bill radio play yeah, at some point. That'd be good. That'd okay. be really good. You and I will play all the <laughs> other characters. <laughs> so we just watched three episodes of Boston Legal. Yep. Which was pretty good. Pretty good. We got through that very quickly. Well, that's because we only watched the Bill plot lines. <laughs> Um, for those of you who do watch Boston Legal, we watched the one where he shot the homeless guy with the paintball. Right. And we watched the one where he defended Brad for cutting off the priest's right. fingers. A.K.A. Decker. Yes. <laughs> and we watched the one where he met, met. And, and banged Bang. Joanna Cassidy. In the first three minutes of the episode. I, it was great. It was great. And after I saw it, I, I shot an email off to Lena mm-hmm. going, you are going to love this week's Boston Oh, it Eagle. was so good. Oh, I also have to mention before I forget, I will post this on the blog, but um, one of our faithful listeners sent us some photos of the ad campaign that they're currently running in England for Boston Legal. And the best one was a, um, I guess it was a bus poster because it looked really big. Like one of those things in a But in his email, I think he said he took the photos off his TV. No, no, no. He used his camera. Oh, but not necessarily his TV. No, no, no. Not from the TV. So it looked like a bus shelter thing. Okay. There's this huge picture of Shatner saying... (laughs) Would you love to have it? It was great. Um, Denny Crane, (laughs) we've probably slept together. Yes. (laughs) That is so great. That was awesome. So what did we want to say about those episodes? Um, Besides the fact that they're now incorporating more and more... Of both Shatner's real life and Star Trek stuff into the show, and yeah, I mean, there's that one very weird scene um, in the the paintball one, right? Where he found out that Alan paid the guy off, and mm-hmm. he says, "Let me in, and, you know, let me in on the game. I want to know. I can act. I won an Emmy." Yes. <laughs> Wow. That was really strange. So, and to have paintball in the first place, because Shatner mm-hmm. has this paintball thing that he does. Right. So that was another one. And then the best part was with the phone. Yes. When he opened the phone, he got a phone call from Bev, or she was sending him uh-huh. a photo. When he flipped it open, it made the noise that that my communicator doesn't make. <laughs> Mine makes the frightened triple sound. They got the real Star Trek communicator, communicator. noise. It was great. It was wonderful. We almost fell off the couch. It was, it was very funny. Fantastic. So we were thrilled by Bill acting in these episodes. He's so good. So mm-hmm. very good. And they let him do some really interesting things. They um, they let him be funny, but in a much less over-the-top way than he's been in previous episodes. Well, and uh, like you were saying, this is the type of comedy he's good at, mm-hmm. this this more subtle stuff, because his face is so expressive. And thinking back to like his appearances on um, 
a third rock from the sun and mm-hmm. everything, where, where it was this big, broad stuff. And I just, I don't think that's where his gift is. Mm-hmm. His gift is, is in this, and it's, it's really wonderful mm-hmm. to see. He has great comic timing. He really does. Yeah. He was very good in the second episode when he was supposed to be questioning um, Brad yes. on the stand. And it was through the editing, too, but I think that they must have done quite a lot of rehearsal because it was very fast and it was very much screwball comedy. Mm-hmm. And he did an excellent job at that, both in his timing and his delivery and his responses to other people. I mean, he is so fast when he needs to be. It's and just it- great. It was interesting, too, because um, the cast of Boston Legal has been nominated for Ensemble in it's the Golden Globes or the SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. I forget which because they're both at the same time might be the SAG Awards. And you could really see it in a scene like that. That's mm-hmm. one aspect of Ensemble is it's not enough for one person to be fast or to have a good rhythm. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to feel that yeah. same rhythm to it. Yep. And and you could see that. And it, actually, you can see really good ensemble playing developing a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you were pointing out how um, they've really broadened out what Candace Bergen yeah. is, is doing. Yeah. And they're, it, they're just really playing well. Yeah. So it's interesting, again, in these episodes, uh, the main characters, so uh, Candace Bergen's character and uh, um, Shatner and... Uh, Spader. Spader and the guy who plays Brad, because I can't remember his name. I don't... Mark somebody. Mark somebody. Mark Valley. Yeah. I don't know how I know that. Um, and then um, <clears throat> Renee, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Odo. Um, all of them have worked together, so it's interesting that they've kind of drawn um, Mark Valley into that little knit group, mm-hmm. which he wasn't before. He was pretty much doing other things, but they've brought him in now, which yes. I think is good, and he works very well together. Yet The Hobbit and the other boring blonde girl are still, like, not really part of it. But The Hobbit is sort of edging in the... the they're forcing it with the blonde girl, trying yeah. to get her into it. But um, the, the, the Hobbit, <laughs> I just have to call him that, he, he's got these nice little moments, and they usually involve Shatner. Yeah. And I did see a brief little thing. The actor who plays the Hobbit was talking online, and they were mm-hmm. asking him about Boston Legal, and he was saying, you know, the most fun part of it is the, the scenes with Shatner, because apparently the two of them enjoy working with other and he says bill will you know improvise and they can kind of Mm -hmm. go with that yeah Uh, well that's really good so maybe we'll see him in sort of blossoming a little that was good it was very funny in the um the last episode that we watched there was a dramatic subplot where a guy who wanted to be partner and was not made partner held candace bergen at knife point while they were having a party to celebrate the fact that brad had been made a partner and it was very dramatic and uh he, of course, everybody assumed that Denny was going to go get his guns that he keeps around, but he didn't. He he didn't wear his sock holster that <laughs> yes. day, which was really funny. <laughs> and and um, so the Hobbit has to scurry off to get some legal volumes, and and um, Denny Crane says, sort of uh, under his breath, you know, go get my guns. And as they're leaving, Brad says to the Hobbit, "I'm going to go call the police." And the Hobbit says, "Which gun should I get? <laughs> no guns. <laughs> Don't no give me guns." <laughs> Um, the plot line that's developing with uh, Denny yes, and his girlfriend, his Bev, Bev, very, very interesting. It's so well played. And, you know, we were both just saying they did such a good job casting Joanna Yeah, Cassidy. because she's older, she's beautiful, she's very sophisticated, very open and easygoing, you know, not a, a tightly wound sort of woman. Mm-hmm. She just is right out, like her sexuality is right out there in a, in a very attractive way. Well, I would say so. Yeah. Since, like within two minutes of meeting, they were doing it in I the I know, cover. it's so funny. And I love the fact that she picked him up. Yes. That she was the one yes. with the opening line when he sat down at the bar. It was just great. 
And um, it's wonderful seeing Shatner playing a character who is in love for the first time in who knows how long. And in love in a non-Kirk way. Yes. That he's he's very uncertain of himself. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> that scene with Spader, where they're just talking across purposes yeah. about being in love, was very, very funny. It was great. So he, he was wonderful. And again, it was very subtle comedic acting. He wasn't over the top and blustering around. He was playing... Mm-hmm. Very close to himself, I thought. It was good. And the other thing is, um, many years ago, a, a, a Star Trek fan said to me that there are many people, and she was one of them, who feel that Shatner can only play two things, Kirk and Mirror Kirk. And I think what he's doing now just completely disproves mm-hmm. that. And that brings me to my other point. Yeah. On the Boston Legal website right now, there is a, 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 a link you can click to view... Um, a parody of Boston Legal that was done on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. Mad TV is a very funny show. I yes, enjoy it. Yes. And so I watched this and I was going, well, the guy doing Spader didn't really capture Spader. The woman doing Candace Bergen certainly got her posture and her physicality mm-hmm. down. The guy doing Denny does a really good William Shatner, but... He's not doing William Shatner, doing Denny no, Crane. No, he's just doing the parody of William Shatner. Yes, yeah. and he, he there's no acknowledgement of all at all that he that Shatner now is is acting in a showing us an entirely different part of his his acting range mm-hmm. and what he can do and and that he can play things much more in a much more subtle way mm-hmm. than he is credited. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, it is a very funny parody, mm-hmm. but. It's a little off in that way. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Well, the Mad TV parodies tend to be pretty broad anyway, mm-hmm. you know. But um, it, it was—it's interesting that they chose to do a parody of that too. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, they've got the music and the yeah, whole thing yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. good. Oh gosh, you know, guys, if you're not watching Boston Legal, you have to start. Well, and you know, some of our listeners are in places that don't get it. Well, yet, that's you know? true. That's true. Um, I think, um, like in Australia and New Zealand, I know they're just starting to get first season. Yeah. Well, you know, I was um, I was emailing our, our wonderful friend Gregory Gray mm-hmm. about this, and Gregory, you really need to start watching Boston Legal. Yeah. He confessed to me that he had not, in fact, oh, seen it, which Gregory, is great. Gregory. So, talking to you, dude. Start watching Boston Legal. <laughs> We've got people in England taking pictures of, of bus signs, you know. So it's so great. the rest of you need to get um, on board. Speaking of Boston Legal, you you sent the link to me, which I'll put up. That both William Shatner and James Spader have been nominated for Screen Actor Guild Awards. Mm-hmm. So they're going head to head. Yes, which is exciting. Yep, death match. <laughs> and they're nominated in the comedy category. Yeah, interesting. Well, after last year's. Emmys, I think it was um, the Emmys that David Kelly said, you know, he wanted the show to, mm-hmm. to be nominated in comedy from this mm-hmm. point on, and it certainly is <laughs> going that way. <laughs> it is. So that should be interesting. Yeah. And, you know, really, are there any other one-hour comedies on? I don't think so. Yeah. Of course, I watch so little other TV. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't watch hardly any TV. So no, I, I watch Boston Legal and The Office. I'm really... <laughs> and now I've got my husband hooked on The Office, too. Oh, speaking of The Office, I just have to put in a plug, and most people who are listening to this probably know about it. The British version of The Office was done by Ricky Gervais, right. who has a podcast right now, which I think I told you about. Yes. 
I just can't get enough of it. I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It's full of this really mean British comedy, <laughs> but I love it. I just love it to death. Um, and for those of you who haven't heard it, I would say go and have a listen and see if it's your sort of thing. It's Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant, who's his writing partner, and their radio producer, who's this very odd man named Carl Pilkington, who apparently comes from another planet because he just says things that are so off the wall. And the, the last episode, which for me was episode six, they spent some time figuring out that um, Carl doesn't understand what an analogy is. Mm -hmm. So they were talking about (laughs) catchphrases and maxims and things. So they asked him what he thought the phrase, um, people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones meant. And he, he said, well, it means if you live in a house with a lot of expensive stuff, you shouldn't go chucking things around at it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He didn't really get that. And it was very, very funny to hear him explaining, and they're trying to question him to find out about this. And so then they went on to come up with some other um, maxims that would work. And my favorite one was, if you live in a glass house, you have to answer the door. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Which was good. I like that. I thought that was good. So I just have to, and they keep saying on the show that it's the number one podcast in the world right now. Really? I don't know how they're mentioned, how they figure this out. Yeah. But it's apparently like the number one downloaded thing from uh, iTunes right now. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which is pretty amazing. So anyway, I just had to say that wow. because um, I think it would appeal to our listeners. Well, speaking of other podcasts. Yes. Don't you have something you want to share with us about <laughs> your other podcast? For those of you who don't know, Lena is a multi podcasting I, I do because I'm a masochist um I, my other <laughs> podcast is about comics and some other pop culture things and uh and I've guest starred and that's right JK has been on it. other people have been on it too I like it when I have guests and uh it comes out whenever I kind of have the time to do it which isn't as often as I would like to be and up till now I, I let me just say um that we get a we get a lot of email and comments in the show and it's all so positive we love it and we love the fact that people write in and give us pictures and suggestions and they're always giving us links to funny stuff, which is great. And I get much the same stuff on the comics podcast. A lot of people say, you know, your the topics that you cover are interesting and I like your point of view. So it's all been very positive. Until now. <laughs> this is reason to celebrate everyone. Lena has gotten... I got my first piece of hate mail. I'm so excited. And this is what is amazing. This is going to tell you the basic difference between the two of us. <laughs> all these years on the internet, this is Lena's first piece of hate mail Ever. Ever. I was not on the internet for longer than two months before I got my first piece of hate mail. And I have so much of it. Oh. So I was... I'm sure there are people who have more, but... I've got my share. Yeah. Well, I mean, there could be people that hate me and just haven't taken the time to write in to say it. So, this, so you're not hateful enough. I'm not hateful enough. So I got this piece of hate mail. And if you're at all interested, you can go and read it. It's over at my um, the comic show blog, which is ireadcomics.blogspot.com. And it's posted for my last show, which was show number something or other. I, I can't remember. Oh, 18. Show number 18. See, I st- we started doing these shows at exactly the same time, and that one's only up to 18. So it's a race. It's a race. And this one's up to, you know, 27, but it's actually more than that because we've done special ones that didn't That's have right. numbers. That's we did special segments. Anyway, um, so uh, I got this comment that was left here, and um, I, I, I really feel like I've made it in the Internet now because I've got hate mail. I don't think you're truly an Internet personality until somebody hates you. Yeah. You're nobody till somebody hates you. It's exactly. that great Dean Martin song. Exactly. So um, the one thing that I wanted to ask you about, so uh-huh. you're my friend and, and my co-host on the show. And now she puts me on the spot on the air. Of course. That's Whenever why they I preface it. it with you're my friend, you know they want the truth 
And you also know you're going to lie to them. So this is like my Howard Stern Williams. Exactly. You, okay. you can be like that. The thing about this comment I'm, is... I'm just going to say I don't remember. <laughs> or I can't say that on the radio. It was so long it ago. It was so long ago. This person who left the comment um, actually didn't disagree with anything that I'd said on the show. They didn't take issue with my opinions or anything I'd said. Um, they just seemed to hate me for reasons I can't really figure out. But this was the comment. It says... You come off as an insecure, close-minded, older woman who likes to think she's an open-minded, subversive young gal. What do you think about that? Well, you know, that's exactly what I like about you. <laughs> that I'm close-minded? That's what first attracted me to you and made me go, I want this person to be my close, close friend. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't, I don't get that. Maybe because I'm so horribly close-minded that in comparison, you're more open-minded than me. So we could be close-minded together. Okay. And insecure. Okay, yeah. Okay, that, that well, would be really good. Shall I tell you the good news I've held back from you oh, about please. this? Oh, please. Oh, please. Okay. Now, so many bad, horrible things have happened to America and to the world because mm. of George Bush being in mm, office. Absolutely. But here's one really good thing. Yeah. It's a freedom of speech we've lost, but we should all be really glad because it is now illegal to annoy people with email if you don't use your real name. Mm-hmm. Now, this person did not sign That's true. her name. It's, she says she's anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. So anonymous, I'm telling you that it's jail time and a $200 fine wow. for annoying someone over email. <laughs> The only thing is, I'm not sure that I'm really annoyed by this. I'm oh, am- well, see, I'm this, has made me, this has made me stop posting because <laughs> I could be in jail for the rest of my life and every penny, you know, the people I've annoyed with my fiction, <laughs> you know, with my attitude towards KS, with the whole alpha monkey thing. I mean, I could be doing hard Oh, time. but you're not anonymous. Everybody knows who you are. Jungle Kitty. You're Jungle Kitty. I'm not anonymous. <laughs> oh, if you use the name long enough, it yeah. no longer becomes sure. a, a screen name. You're a personality. Oh, <laughs> you have a podcast. People okay. can find you if they need to. Oh, okay. Oh, they can find me. Too. I'm off the hook. Good. I'll keep posting. It's true. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, there's other things in this comment that I just don't get. I, I wonder what she means by um, subversive young gal. What exactly would be subversive? Would that be like... Um, oh, like her, you know. She's subversive. Well, she's sending annoying email. That's true. And that's against the law. That's true. I don't know. I guess maybe if I was in the Black Panthers, I'd be subversive. Are they still subversive? <laughs> no, I think they're more mainstream now. Yeah, actually. I was going to say. So anyway, and um, there, she also accused me of um, spreading a meme. And now that's serious. That's serious. I know. Well, I think I should go to be vaccinated now, <laughs> and you should all probably go to be vaccinated because if I'm spreading memes, that's not. A and I probably got it because I'm sitting yeah. here with you. That's why I'm so croaky. She gave me this meme. I gave you a meme that took away my voice. Yeah. So anyway, I just had to mention that because it was the highlight of my week. Well, that's it good. It made me so happy. That's good. <laughs> you have hate I should frame it. <laughs> In fact, that should be a new AOL thing. Bing. You've got, got hate mail. <laughs> I have my own anonymous hater. <laughs> it's great. 
Oh, okay. Well, um, we're going to take a little musical break, and then we're going to come back, and uh, we, we kind of did the show in different order this week, just mm-hmm. to shake things up, because we're going to be subversive. That's right. That's our new um, thing, our new maxim. Yeah, because we're, we're not closed-minded. No, people who are subversive shouldn't throw stones or something. <laughs> anyway, um, so we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we have lots of news to go through, and then some stuff left over from a couple shows ago that we need to kind of tie up some loose ends. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Okay, gang, you know the drill. Send us email at lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. We want to hear from you, and you know we're going to read your email on the show. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple PowerBook with GarageBand. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has collected together some of the best science fiction, fantasy, and gaming podcasts out there. The Sci-Fi Podcast Network has a lot of great programming that you might be missing. The goal of this podcast is to showcase some of the great shows available on the network so that you don't miss out on all the fun. Each episode will contain an interview with a TSFPN podcaster and clips from their show. I'll also play some of the fun, funny, and cool clips from some of the other TSFPN shows from this week. To start listening to TSFPN Sci-Fi Access, just visit tsfpn.com. So welcome back. Here we are, segment number two. We're eating cookies as we're doing this. And I'm drinking cocoa. I'm just having tea. So what we want to talk about now is the William Shatner Fan Club. The William Shatner Fan Club. And it's, it's not us. I mean... It's this whole other organization <laughs> that I recently joined. I know you're all shocked that I... It's I, not us. <laughs> I know you're all shocked that I haven't been a member since day one. But, you know, I'm not that much of a joiner, but I, I did join. And I'm going to tell you right now, one of the very nicest things about it is when you join the fan club, you get access to this portion of the William Shatner website. Yeah, what's that all about? Okay, tell me there about There are it. two forums there. One is the regular one anybody can post on, and one is just for the members of the fan club. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that goes on on the regular one is so hard to take because there's a lot of people posting there who think that people are coming to that forum to read about them. Mm. There's a lot of fights. <laughs> A lot of discussion of politics, a lot of people peddling their religion, a lot of, you know, health reports on how people are doing with their grandma or themselves or whatever. And it's like, where is, you know, where is this stuff about Bill? The fan club, you get over there and there's a lot less posting, Mm -hmm. but it's almost all about things having to do with Bill, having Mm -hmm. to do with the fan club, sharing information, you know, stuff like that. So, believe me, it's worth 24 bucks. (laughs) Because it looks like anything interesting that gets posted on one pretty much gets posted on the oh, other, anything bill-related. So that's good. it's $24 to join the fan club, but I received my fan club. Your packet. Package. I can't wait to see so, what's in it. Okay, first of all, 
there is a really beautiful 8x10 photograph of Bill that is signed by him. There's a certificate of authenticity. I want to see that. And it is signed by Sandy Maruzzi and Jane Singer, who are the presidents or people who run the fan club oh, now. That's good. Um, it's a shot that I think most of you have seen. It's, it's um, Shatner as Kirk, and he's holding the little model of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's, it's really nice, and he's angled his signature, so it's, it's so, like a long yeah. You know, we spent a, we were looking at this photograph earlier and spending a little bit of time trying to figure out when it was taken. And um, we, we were speculating a little bit that it might have been um, just when they were getting the show started because his toupee does not look that good. But, you know, he does have the pointy sideburns. Yeah. So it's probably first season, although it might not have been hit the you know the, the show to pay for this picture. You right. never know. Right, and they might have you know glued fake sideburns on for him That's to get true. that look because it it, yeah. it is definitely you know it really looks to me like it was taken at the same time. I don't know why, as those publicity shots of him and Spock and Rand. Remember, there's a oh, whole yeah, bunch yeah, of those yeah, yeah. when uh-huh. they thought she was going to be something. Yeah, that's and true. And those were all taken, I believe, really, really early. Really early. Yep, I agree. And we also agree that in this picture, he has a little bit of the Bill the Cat thing going on. <laughs> yeah, that's so unfortunate. A little bit of that cross eye thing, but With it's the, still the one eye, a little squinty. <laughs> yeah, it's still lovely, and I'll definitely add it it's, to my collection of Shatner autographs. Things. It's a beautiful picture of him, and he's holding the Enterprise, so you can see his his bicep muscle, mm-hmm. which looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you also get, get a, a typed out biography of Bill uh-huh. that, um, it's very up to date. It goes all the way up through Boston legal. Really? So, you know, they are staying on, on top of this. Does and it talk about all the women that he slept with? No, oh. you know, they're kind of polite at the fan, in the fan club, <laughs> which is another one of the reasons that I'm afraid to be me. Um, <laughs> the other thing, this is really nice to have. And they caught on to our thing is, is there a media Bill has never appeared in? <laughs> Wow, William Shatner credit, and it's a very extensive list. Uh, how many pages is that? It's like uh, I don't know page numbers. Oh, it looks like it's about um, 15 12, page, 12, 15 pages. Yeah. But um, it lists his stage work. They did tenth level on stage, really, as in nineteen seventy seven. Wow. His TV and movies, which of course go on for a really, pages. really, really long time. And uh, let's see what how far up does this go? What's the next thing? Or the last thing. Goes up through 2005. Mm-hmm. Then they have his commercials Whoa. listed. And his radio work. His records. Mm-hmm. His books. Appearances. An, an internet online chat. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to have to check out a I lot of this that. stuff. This is a great, great resource. That's awesome. I wonder, we should probably, um, well, they've probably done it, but I was going to say, it would be good to cross-check it against the Shatnerica. Yeah. Just to see. Wow. This is really cool. They don't, um, did you notice if they listed the audiobooks on here? Oh, I didn't. Okay. Just curious. Because I, I wanted to make sure we had all of those. Now, you also get the newsletter, uh-huh. which is really pretty nice, pretty nice production value. comes out, I believe, four times a year. It's called The Best of Times. Mm-hmm. And the one I received with my membership was the one from... Uh, November 2004, Mm -hmm. and from what I understand, a a new one is coming out soon. And what they basically do is these two women who run the the club get together with Bill and interview him, and there's always all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff in there, but there's a nice picture of him with his... um, Second Emmy, probably? No, that's his first. Oh, oh, sorry, 2004. uh, by the necktie. My mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're you're talking about me with the uniforms. But... um, (laughs) 
I have not even had time to read all of this, but it wow. has really nice photos in it. Yeah. Um, nice write-up on the thing that went on at Museum of Television and Radio. Stuff about the, the horse show. Um, great photos. And some <gasps> photos and write-up of the 2004 Shatner weekend. Uh-huh. Great, great pictures from cons. And look at, there he is with... Gary Lockwood and Sally Kellerman, they were all three together <laughs> at one of the cons. Lockwood. Lockwood. Yeah, man, the stage must have collapsed under those two oh, egos. A player. Uh, just all, all kinds of great stuff. This is substantial, wonderful stuff. And then they do, he answers some questions from fan club members. Uh-huh. So it, it's really nice. But I want to talk for a minute about the Shatner Weekend. Uh-huh. Um, this is something, you know, I haven't been involved with fan clubs, but it seems to me that not many do this. What they've been doing for several years now is they have a Shatner weekend where, and it's open only to fan club members, uh-huh. where you go to LA and they've set up all kinds of activities, and I'll get into what some of those activities are, for the weekend. Um, you get to be there with other fan club members, and you spend time with Bill Yee. in this much more personal setting mm-hmm. you know, than a con. It's the type of access, I think fans want to their their um, celebrity idols or whatever. So it's really nice. Now, the thing is, this year, um, it is a lot of work for Jane and Sandy Mm. to set up all this, and they don't want to do it if they aren't going to get a good turnout. So there is a possibility this year they won't do one. Mm -hmm. And, you know, something like that, once they don't do it. It's hard to resurrect it. it, Yeah, Yeah, it never happens again. So I told them that I would mention it on the podcast because I know we have so many Shatner Mm -hmm. fans. And there are people, you know, who have flown in from Germany to go to the the Shatner weekend and had a great time. But I want to read you the um, posting on the website that uh, Jane put up. Because I had said, you know, well, what is the cost outside of the travel and hotel and stuff mm-hmm. and, and what sort of thing goes on. So I just want to read some of this to you. And if you are interested, you have to join the fan club, which, as I said, is $24. And they're trying to get some sort of head count by the end of January. Mm-hmm. So if you decide to join, be sure and tell them, and I want to go to the Shatner weekend. Mm-hmm. So if it takes, you know, a week or whatever to process your fan club membership, they've still got that. But here's what she says. We do not have a price yet for this year's event because we have not set the itinerary. The cost is largely dependent on the activities and number of attendees. Transportation plays a major factor, whether we are going with a van or if we have enough people, a bus and driver. <clears throat> Usually it costs between 195 and 275 Okay, um, on the, the Shatner forum, there's a lot of information about the Shatner weekend. There's pictures from previous ones. But here's what she says. Each of our last three weekends, which have historically started on Friday and run through Sunday, have included lunch with Bill, a private meeting with him, mm-hmm. an opportunity to watch him compete because they hold it the weekend of the, the Hollywood Charity right, Horse, the horse show. show. And the reason they do that is because of the Horse Show. They're pretty much guaranteed Bill will be in town, mm-hmm. and his schedule changes a lot. Um, a studio tour. Last year they toured the Boston Legal Ooh. Set, which is pretty cool. And we always include a goodie bag, transportation to and from the events, and another breakfast or lunch or so. Last year, we started out with breakfast in Manhattan Beach, then toured the Boston legal sets, which were closed for hiatus, had lunch with Bill, his wife Elizabeth, and daughter Lisa Beth. Then we went over to the equestrian center and watched Bill practice for his upcoming competition. He was also being filmed for an upcoming TV Land special, and this is going to be on March 29th. Right, right. 
Uh, so they were able to watch as they filmed it, and then he spoke to them and took questions and answers. On Friday night, members attended a screening of Miss Congeniality 2. Huh. On Saturday, we included general admission to the horse show in the cost of the weekend. All of the members upgraded to include the dinner party and dance, which was an additional $250 charitable donation. So they were able to attend the private concert held by Ben Folds, and Bill performed one number. This is all filmed, and it's going to be in that special. Oh, awesome. On Sunday, Bill's assistant and Richard Arnold joined us for breakfast. Then we went to the Museum of Television and Radio for a tour and a private screening of the tribute to Bill that they hosted the previous year. <clears throat> then it was back to the Valley, stopped by Grauman's Theater and the Hollywood Walk of Fame for photos of Bill's handprints and his star. Each weekend is somewhat different, and as I said, we don't know the itinerary for this one yet. It's always open to change right up until the last minute due to the nature of Bill's schedule. But I think you'll find that the members who have attended in the past found them to be an unparalleled experience. The weekends are not open to the public. They are only open to members of Bill's club. If we have enough interest by the end of the month or so, we'll go forward. Now then she sent me another one to clarify something, and I want to scroll down and get to that. Let's see. <clears throat> okay, because um, we were talking about that you get the personalized autograph mm -hmm. from Bill when you do this in some other emails. And then she says, just a clarification. Last year we were able to include a photo with Bill autographed for the members that upgraded to the dinner party, the charitable donation. We haven't run that by Bill yet for this year's weekend, so I don't want to promise that we'll be able to offer it. We have to ask him to see what he says, especially in light of the arrangements he just recently worked out with Creation. Have you heard about that? No. Okay, you, um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't know this. When you go to Creation Con that Bill's going to be at, um, you pay to get an autograph. Mm -hmm. And the price, <clears throat> last I heard for both Bill and Leonard, and I believe Patrick Stewart, was $60 each. Mm -hmm. And for that, you go through a line, you hand them something, they sign their name, and that's it. There's no personalization. Yeah, like when we went. Yeah. Right. There's no chat or anything. Well, now they're doing a thing with Bill and Patrick Stewart, where for 120 Ooh. you get a personalized one. But oh. here's how it works. <laughs> you send Creation $120, uh -huh. and they give Bill or Patrick, whoever you've chosen... A photograph, not something you've sent in and want autographed, and your name, and they sign it and send it to you. So you don't get something you wanted oh. autographed by them, and it's not personalized in your presence. Mm -hmm. But in light of Bill doing that with them, he may be limiting some of yeah. the other stuff. <clears throat> um, she also explains in the past, he autographed during the weekend for a donation to charity. Since he recently discontinued that, and that's something else he used to do. For $100, he would do a personalized autograph for whatever you wanted, and the $100 went to his charity. Mm -hmm. But he stopped doing that because his busy schedule simply didn't allow him to keep up with it. So she says, it's possible we won't be able to offer that. I'm not saying we can't work out these details. Just don't base your decision to come on those items as they are not yet set in stone. Um... If you're weighing whether or not to come on how you'll get to and from the airport, we may be able to help with the transfer from LAX to the hotel and back again if you coordinate with us in advance. I, I don't know what hotel mm -hmm. they're planning on using, but I would think most will run a shuttle yeah. to the airport. Uh -huh. We always include a group photo with Bill in the weekend package, though, and I can't see that changing. He has agreed to participate in this year's weekend if we go ahead with it, but we did not discuss any details with him yet. So, what I'm saying is, <clears throat> I think for Shatner fans, it sounds like a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. It's a hell of an opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, I think right now they have about half, maybe a little more, of, of, of what they need as far as people saying, yeah, I, I want to go. So, 
you know, if you're interested, we are going to post the link. You can mm -hmm. go to Bill's website, join the fan club, instantly contact Jane or Sandy. You get their email address when you mm -hmm. do the joining, and uh, and tell them you want to do it because, you know, we're we're putting the word out. I've suggested to them some other ways they can get the word out on this. Um, somebody on the Boston legal side is mm -hmm. kind of working about getting the word That's out great. that way. That's great. So, it 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 is expensive. I mean, you know, because you have your travel costs, mm -hmm. you have all that, in addition to the cost of the weekend. <clears throat> but, you know, last week we were talking about all the people who build, who bash him. Mm -hmm. This is a chance to get together with a group of people who absolutely are not going to do that. Love and beat the crap him. out of anybody who does. It's true. Are you going to go? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking, you know, we have at least two cons we have to do this year. Mm -hmm. And I have some personal trips to take, but I'm also thinking, God, it would be so good for the podcast to, to you know, get an interview with Jane and Sandy, maybe some of the other people, and maybe even, you know, get two minutes with Bill. Bill, yeah. If you wanted to go with me, <laughs> I would definitely do it. I'd pay for your fan club membership. Oh, uh, well, it might happen. We should think about we it. We should think about it. Maybe we'll sell enough t-shirts. <laughs> to raise the money. That we could Yeah, go. this is our fundraiser. We could sell some candy, too, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> sell them at the office. <laughs> Send me to Shatner Camp. This Send is my money. We'll call it Shatner Camp, like yeah, band camp yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. Can I, can I read you something funny? Did you even look at this question and answer stuff in the back? I glanced. I haven't had a lot of time okay. to go through it. I just have to read you this last thing. Um, so these are questions from club members that have sent in, and, and these are Bill's answers. And in glancing through them, I believe they really are his answers because it sounds like the way he talks. <laughs> okay. Um, from one fellow sushi lover to another, what is your favorite sushi? And what do you think he said? Cooter. He said, I <laughs> no, 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 it's better. <laughs> no, nothing's better than cooter. He said, I like a great giant clam. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Bill. Okay, wait. I know that that was from him, because listen to this. There was... Oh, it was the Playboy thing, right? No, it wasn't in Playboy. No? It was in some other magazine, because oh. I've never seen the Playboy. Okay. It's in some other magazine where somebody... It was one of those just word-for-word word Yeah, I remember that, yeah. And the guy was having lunch with Bill, and it starts out, and I guess Bill ordered fish, and the guy said, yeah, you're a big fish eater, aren't you? And Shatner goes, you're very bad. <laughs> Oh, too funny. Well, there, he said, it's in print. It's right there. It's in print? Yeah. Well, like I said, if somebody has invested paper and ink, I know it's true. <laughs> um, they also have some interesting things in the fan club on that forum. Once a month, mm. they do like a giveaway of a, a little prize, and all you have to do is respond to the the post, you know, post to that mm -hmm. thread, yeah, put me in, and the, oh, they cool. do a drawing, and, and you get that, and there's... Um, there's a Q&A thread, mm -hmm. and maybe that's where some of this came from. And uh, and there's discussion where, you know, people are trying to find those hard-to-find videos yeah. and things like that. So That's great. Um, are you going to, like, pimp the podcast a little bit there? Well, uh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, first of all, it's in my SIG. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's okay, good. Okay, it says, look at his butt, the podcast for <laughs> Shatner fans. Also, you know, I... I write in my post. I said, okay, I will plug this on our podcast. Oh, good. This is our podcast. This is how mm -hmm. you get there, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, we're doing it. I'm doing my shilling. Okay. Bit all there, right. All right. I'm checking. But, um, Tuesday nights at 10. Tuesday nights at 10. ABC. Boston Legal. I'll be watching. And if you watch at the same time, you'll pick up my vibe. 
So anyway, the Shatner Fan Club is is a good thing, and I'm excited to be in it. And I am thinking about the weekend. I'm thinking about the cost. But you see, if we went together, maybe we could like drive down and well, save a little money. When, when is it? Did you say <clears throat> it? I totally missed it, or did you not say it? And maybe I totally didn't say it. It's at the end of April, and I've got it on my calendar. So oh, let me. You're so organized, Dan. Okay, it is the weekend um, of April 28, 29, 30. Uh-huh. Is the Shatner weekend, and like we said, part of it is the Hollywood Charity Horse Show. hmm And I know at, at at least one of those, a number of the other Star Trek people attended. Oh, that's interesting. But that's big, Bill's big charity. Whenever he's on something on TV where they're playing for charity, that's yeah. what his is. Cool. Well, let's let's think about it. Okay. And And you, our listeners, do you want us to go? <laughs> what, do, what do you think about this? Are you gonna Are you gonna vote for us to go? Are and the you, best way to vote for us to go is to buy, buy a t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> so we have enough money to go. Will we be your emissaries? Because if we do decide to go, y'all should feel like you should send us questions and stuff for Bill. Because we will be representing. We you. will, and we want to tell him, you know, how what a great fandom there is out there for him. Yes, and that we are in touch with you all, and that you're sending your love through us. Yeah. Wow, that was like almost mystical. I think I need more cocoa. Oh, it's a good thing we brought those tissues down. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was fascinating. Um, are you gonna? So you're gonna read through all this stuff pretty oh, carefully, yes. and then like do a little report after oh, you've yeah. digested the material. Yeah, and in. yes, and I can make a copy for you if you oh, want. Oh, I will. I would love. to I mean, it. I think you know. I'm gonna tuck this um this listing of his credits into my Shatner. Actually, you know, it'd be good if you made a copy of the credits thing so we mm-hmm. could go through it and mark it up and, and see what we've seen and what we haven't seen like okay, that. Okay, so That'd you want good. me to scan it in so we can mark up PDFs? <laughs> no, that's all right. And do change and accept? And no, <laughs> I think you should just take it to the library and make a copy on the copy machine. <laughs> I have a copy machine. You do? Yeah, in my office. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't. I do. <laughs> I have a fax machine. I have to go to the place run by the nice Indian people across the street. Yeah. Well, you, but you see, you don't get as much hate mail as me, so there's probably a number of places I can't go. It all balances out. It does. Oh, my goodness. So join the fan club. Yeah. Go to the weekend. You know, if we we may go, if and we don't go, and you go, you can report. We'll have you on the show. You'll be a you special go. correspondent, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll have more about that as as time goes on. That's yeah. cool. Um, okay, let's take another little break, and then um, finally we're going to get to the the news and the other stuff in in the next segment. We promise. This was news. This was yeah, other it stuff. It was new. Yeah. Well, the, this is going to be the the rapid fire stuff. Like, oh, let's go through all these bing, new bing, segments. Bing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Straight sex. Fifty bucks. Shatner Secrets. <laughs> One time I was out at a bar with James Doohan who played Scotty. We were drinking Jim Beam. I leaned over and said, Beam me up, Scotty. He laughed. That was kind of a fake laugh. Secrets. We were filming a scene for TJ Hooker. 
Adrian's med called me Bill instead of William. I grabbed him by the collar and said, listen, Smed, you call me that one more time, you're going to be eating your teeth. Two years later, he was hosting Dance Fever. You do the math. I'm a Canadian. The U.S. and Canada were over to war against each other. It would be my duty to kill as many Americans as I possibly could. I'd enjoy it. Star Trek was originally supposed to be a show about a bunch of rabbis in the synagogue. I said to the producers, instead of a synagogue, how about if the show's in outer space? They said, okay. That's pretty much how it happened. Secrets. When we did T.J. Hooker, I used to tell my co-star, Adrian Smith, that he should change his name, like I did, for William Smith. Secrets. I tell people I have a 34-inch waist. But it's really 35. Secrets. How do I stay so healthy and boyishly handsome? Simple. I drink the blood of young runaways. Shatner. I just thought that was so funny. It is. And I, I, I remember seeing that on Conan O'Brien. It was on Conan O'Brien, yeah. Mm-hmm. So those clips were the, the secrets, and um, someone melded them together and, and posted them at a site, and I'll put the link up to that. Okay. But he's so funny when he does that stuff. Two thoughts. Yes. Hearing him do the, uh, that in that sort of deadpan voice, uh-huh. how much money would you pay for Bill to read the Russian scream stories? Oh, my God. That would be so Wouldn't funny. that be too funny? It the other be. thing I have to say uh-huh. is that on the site uh-huh. you know it's a film clip you guys yes. are hearing the sound but we got to see the, the yeah. film clip and i'm going to reveal something now i just get a little thrill every time i see bill wearing glasses oh really i think he looks so good i love that moment in in wrath of khan mm-hmm. you know when he has to put him on oh damn i think he looks so sexy <laughs> i don't know why he looks good in those glasses i know he That's, looks so cute he does <laughs> Learn something new every day. That's right. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, that's now. Wonderful. Don't send me a lot of pictures of Bill where you've drawn glasses on because that's not going to be the same thing. Um, that that link actually came from a site called Milk and Cookies, and they are sort of a um, aggregator for fun stuff like that. So if you go to milk milk and cookies all one word dot com and they, you type Shatner into their search engine, it'll bring up a whole bunch of links to different things and. Um, some of them are audio only, and some of them are video, and, and they're all links. They're not actually hosted at this site, but there's a whole bunch of fun stuff there, and that's where this came from. So I will put up the link directly to that, but uh, yeah, go to Milk and Cookies and look around. It's pretty funny. We have a whole bunch of stuff that we need to get through, so um, let's clean up a few things from last time. The first is, we, we kind of forgot about this from Dagger of the Mind. <laughs> Whoops! Oops! But we were going to tell you what Kirk was saying when he was asking McCoy for a expert in phrenology. <laughs> now, we were able to figure out what he said because we turned the closed captioning on. That's the only reason we were able to figure it out. And what was he saying? Penology. Penology. Which apparently is the science of prisons. Prisons, like penal system, penology. Right. What an obscure word. <laughs> like that they had to pick that for the show? Mm-hmm. 
Very weird. So we, we did ask you guys to send in what your guesses were, and we got one very good response from our um, erstwhile correspondent, Deep Shave, which I'm going to read right now. Okay, you This read is it. what he says. He says, Kirk is saying, Poonology! Of course! It is a code word passed between Kirk and Bones for those moments when Kirk is feeling especially randy during times of stress. Poon is from the vulgar 20th century word poontang, made famous in sophomoric teen sex romp movies of that time, meaning a woman's vagina. Hence, poonology is the study of intense self-control and muscle-manipulating practice by women to massage a man's penis once inside. Think of a sexual organ massage. A thought lost during the genetic wars, it resurfaced and is a popular inside joke among the commanding rank, especially when dealing with crew members of lesser rank. Notice the hesitation Bones gives before his, all right, it's all in the pause. Kirk is in need, and Bone is his go- Bones is his go-to guy for someone quite adept at her punology. So Bones is his pimp. <laughs> well, he is. Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, <laughs> not, not a pimp. pimp. <laughs> not a punologist. Very funny. So that was good. Yes, so. that's an excellent answer, Deep Shave, and, and truly in the spirit of our podcast. <laughs> Definitely. And we knew you were going to send it in. Um, so that that's penology. Pen, not phrenology, not anything else. Penology. Penology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, if we use it like five times, it's what part of our vocabulary or something? <laughs> There's some, some weird thing like that. All right. Next on the list... Um, was an email that we got about the Wiggles, which I just had to read because it was so very funny. <laughs> this was sent in by um, my friend Catherine, who was on my comic show with me, and she likes our show. And um, she actually, you know what the funny thing is? She sent this to me before we were talking about the Wiggles. No. Isn't that weird? It was yes. just like a random comment that because we were just emailing about different things. And Synchronicity. Isn't it weird? Yeah. So this is what she says. Um, so I'm sitting downstairs with my son who is partly putting together a Thomas the Tank Engine track and partly watching the Wiggles on TV, and I notice as I'm sipping my coffee that I'm actually watching and somewhat enjoying the show. <laughs> and as I begin to worry about this, <laughs> yeah, I find myself wondering whether there's some Behind the Wiggles special out there I could watch, <laughs> and whether Greg and Anthony have ever got it on, <laughs> and who, or who has the bitchiest agent, and in fact how much these guys are worth. And in these thoughts, I find solace because they mean that I have not yet turned into a suburbanite soccer mom. Back to watch more of Captain Feathersword and tell me that's not a suggestive name. <laughs> <laughs> and his wacky primary colored friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> so funny. So, but here's the thing. Yeah? There are probably moms and dads watching the Wiggles uh-huh. who don't have the, the self-awareness that Catherine does. Mm-hmm. And they get... Like, sucked into it. Oh, totally. They're probably writing some really weird Wiggles adult fanfic. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah! And, you know, Ah! and and not thinking this is strange at all, because they've gone online and they found other Wiggles weirdos. (sighs) See, now you're saying this, and I have to type in Wiggles slash into Google. (laughs) Oh, God, if something comes up. Oh, my God. Yummy, yummy, the Wiggles fandom. fandom. NC-17. And the pairing? Anthony Gregg. It's a live journal community. Oh, that's so scary. <laughs> so very, very, very <laughs> scary. Oh, no! Oh. NC-17! Oh. Okay, I don't want to look at this anymore. 
I want to look at this. Okay, yeah. Let's look at this because it's equally weird, but it's familiar to us. Okay, check. Next on the list. We got email from one of our most faithful listeners, K107, who says, There is a Yahoo group called Kirk Spock Snuggle. Isn't it cute? Kirk Spock Snuggle? Yeah. It's so cutie-wooty. So we went over there, and this is the description of the group. It says, Description. Kirk and Spock snuggling. What could be better? Um, long needles being pierced into my eyes. <laughs> A lobotomy. This list is for <laughs> posting, discussion, inspiration, recommendation, and critique of Kirk Spock fiction. Discussion of canon. Well, they spelled canon right. And theories about their relationship and other tangential. See, now the first time I read that word, I thought it was it said tangential. <laughs> TOS trivia are also encouraged. Please label all stories with ratings, warnings for things like violence or BDSM. And pairing codes if they have other pairings in them. Why would they? It's a Kirk Spock list. Um, by and the you way, will be, you know, abused and, and really stoned to death if you yeah, post another parent. So, and you know, the, the really incredible thing I'm looking, so we're not members of this group and we will never be members of this group, <laughs> even as sock puppets. And, um, well, that's illegal now because we'd be there annoying, uh, them, annoying them anonymously. It's true. Um, <laughs> when you look at the message history, they have freaking thousands of messages posted to this group. Unbelievable. So, um, anyway, the whole point of this was to say that there is a discussion on this group um, and someone is saying that they're going to make a Vulcan dildo. Now, we had that idea a long time ago, so I think we're going to sue them one day. Denny Crane. We're going to get, yeah, um, Crane, Pull and Schmidt to sue them mm-hmm. for us. Or maybe we'll we get mean business. Tony Cessna to sue them. Because we mean business. Because we mean business. Absolutely. Or that, that, that Texas group, what were they? Flywheel and Scheister <laughs> and uh, Morose? Yeah. Malaise. Malaise. <laughs> That's who I want. I want to be represented by Malay. So, for those of you... And you can be represented by exuberance. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Did I ever tell you... Oh, yeah, I did tell you about this, that there was a piece of Horrible Monkeys fanfic once, and somebody had misspelled Satan as Satin. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, yeah, Satin and his minions, Taffeta. (laughs) And Velvet. And Cottonelle. Cottonelle. Satin. Get thee behind me, Satin. <laughs> anyway, the whole point of this, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show, but in fandom, there is this thing that um, Vulcan dicks are different than human dicks in that they have a double ridge right under the head. Well, maybe we should talk a little about the history of that. Did you know the history yeah, of well, that? Well, I know some of it. Please and tell I can it. make up the rest. <laughs> um, in Early fiction about Spock having sex with Kirk or with anybody, mm-hmm. people were just making up whatever his genitals were going to be. Right. And we've seen a particularly oh, ugly, spooky illustration totally. where he has tendrils. Tendrils, really long ones, and they're very gross. And it's, it's really spooky, and there's a lot uh. of weird stuff. And then somebody, and I don't know who, wrote a story in which he had double ridges, mm-hmm. which is, you know, just like... Two. Two. It's like it's like having a cock ring at the head, yeah. sort of. Yeah. And that just hit a chord with everybody. It was like, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. It's simple. I can understand it. Right. But it's different. But it's different. And so that has pretty much become the famine. It is. It's totally famine now. Of, uh, of what Spock's stick is like. Yeah. And it's green. And it's green. 
So um, we had had this idea that we would make a whole line of, of Trek dildos and the Vulcan one would be popular because, mm-hmm. you know. So somebody on this list is saying that um, they want one and then another person has offered to actually make one, which is sort of interesting in there. I tell you what. going to sell them. I challenge that person, whoever ends up with mm-hmm. it, to meet me in a dark alley, her armed with that, and me with my <laughs> lightsaber. And we're going to see who walks out. Uh, I... No, no bets even. Yeah, you would so be victorious. Yours lights up. Yeah, yeah. Um, the interesting thing about it, and it throbs and in it, time to the music. music. See, then you could have your own theme music, which <laughs> would totally mean you'd win. You know, I do have my own theme music. I have this whole band that follows me around, playing my theme whenever I'm about to come into the room. So everybody goes, oh, "It's Kitty." <laughs> That's great. Um, there's a there's an illustration which I'm not going to post, but I'm going to describe it right now. Why aren't you going to post it? Because well, it's from a list and oh okay. Um, it's it, scary. It's very scary. You guys don't want to see it, but let me tell you what it looks like. Um, it's it's a Photoshop thing meant to illustrate what the Vulcan dick is supposed to look like, and it's a, a picture of Spock. Okay, it's not a picture of Spock. It's Spock's head pasted onto a body from gay porn, and. Um, there's the dick, and they've photoshopped it so it does have the double ridge. And on you it. know what it looks like? What? Audrey 2 from the musical of Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> okay, that's what it looks like. Yeah, from where yeah. And you know, the other thing about this weird little Photoshop picture is that um, there's little naked women crawling all over him. Yeah, and they're and and they are little. It's like little, little imps. Or yeah, imps, exactly. It's. And there's one hugging his dick. Yeah. Yeah. And read the title. It's called Revenge of the Mary Sues. You notice he doesn't have any pubic hair? Okay, well, why is this a revenge? I, beats the hell out of me. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe, oh, it would be worse if it was, you know, a dozen little perks. <laughs> How about a dozen little Tiprings? <laughs> anyway, um... That's really weird. So we'll see. Um, maybe there'll be K1 of 7. If there's follow-up to this and you actually see a picture of the item in question, please let us know because mm-hmm. I would like to know what it looks like when it's done. Yeah. So Vulcan if it, if it looks like the various Photoshop things I've seen, eh, I'm not impressed. No, me neither. And if we ever do decide to make it, ours is going to be so much better. Right. You, you know that for sure. Okay. So there's that. Um, where's the rest of our stuff that we need to talk about? I don't about? know. You said you were I, getting I it, it all there. It. Oh, okay. Here's one, um, that you sent. This was from Digital Spy saying that, um, Tom Hanks may play a role in Star Trek The Beginning, citing his previous collaboration with screenwriter Eric Genderson on the miniseries Band of Brothers. So, remember we had talked about what this film might be. There was a rumor that mm-hmm. it was going to be this like pre pre stuff, which is what I think they're talking about here. And now there's these other rumors about it being with the captains and all that crap. So who knows whether this is really true or not, but it's a rumor that's out there on the internet. And I will tell you why that's formula for disaster. <laughs> it's a formula for the disaster for disaster for the same reason that they were thinking about doing a Star Trek movie with Eddie Murphy. Do you remember that? Rumor? Oh yeah, yeah. And the idea was they were going to put their two biggest things at that time together, Star Trek and Eddie Murphy, and mm-hmm. what they didn't understand, and or maybe they did, and that's why they decided not to do it, is Star Trek fans go to a movie for Star Trek characters. Mm-hmm. You put a name star like Eddie Murphy, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks, Tom Cruise, anybody into it, and they're going to pull their powers so that the script is about them mm-hmm. and their adventure and everybody else is secondary, 
And so it's just going to piss off your Star Trek fans. <laughs> we don't want to see other big names doing that. No. We don't. No, Bad no. idea. Bad idea. Next subject. Next. Uh, next on the list is a wonderful little news story saying that our friend Bill Shatner. Remember Bill? Yes. We were just talking about him a minute ago. Um, he is going to host an awards show, not the Oscars, unfortunately. And not Rockin' New Year's Eve. Not Rockin' New Year's Eve. He's going to host the highly coveted Golden Groundhog Awards on February 2nd. And they are awards that are given to the best underground movie of 2005. And one suspects um, that this is... Uh, a curious tie-in with the William Shatner DVD Club. <laughs> well, because it's mentioned several times in the article. But here's the other thing. I, we, we are posting a link, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, to, good. To this because thing. there's a sort of a drawing of the award, <laughs> and it looks like the gopher from Caddyshack. So I want to win this award just on the basis of what it looks like. Uh, really? He looks a little psycho in this picture, don't you mm-hmm. think? The- He's, yeah. he's holding a, a, a clapboard. But here's the other thing. If you read the article, you find out that they don't plan to broadcast this on TV. Yeah. And I'm thinking, um, no, the whole point of you get Bill in it is it goes on TV. Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, I'm just looking for a little more information here. Uh, goldengroundhogs.com. So we'll have to go there and see. Maybe it'll be streamed on the internet or something. Maybe That'd be so. Pretty cool. Yeah. So February second, first annual Golden Groundhog Awards. Where does it take place? Um, Punxsutawney. I don't know. It doesn't say. <laughs> Bill Shatner's living room. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to click through right now to see where it is. Oh, sorry. The site's like jumping around here. It, it doesn't say. There's that picture of Bill again. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't say where it is, but we'll find out. Okay. I, I don't know. It probably is in his living room. Okay. Okay. Next, um, I just wanted to mention this because you sent it to me, um, that um, the the word of the year, which was decided by the American Dialect Society, is truthiness. A great word. But the more relevant thing is the most useful word of the year is, of course, podcast. Yay! And the, the, the catchiest word of the year, they didn't include this, but I happen to know it, mm-hmm. is look at his butt. Oh, of course. Of course. Um, this was decided at, by the American Dialect Society in their annual meeting in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I was there. I know. <laughs> it was very exciting. Yeah. Did you Did you guys vote? No, I, I didn't get to vote. I'm not actually a member of that society. Oh. I'm a member of one of the affiliated language societies. So did they vote? Yes. Okay. They do. So that was kind of cool. Go podcasting. Yay. Um, let me just talk about this and then we'll get to the Vegas thing. So one of <gasps> our one of our listeners um, sent in a link to this weird fucking video, um, which I will put in a link to, and it's called Warp Factor Love. And it, it's this music video by this very strange man who ends up kind of singing to himself this this weird little pop song. And what you find out, if you click through, is that um, this is a music video from a film that's called Auto Destruct, One Man's Obsession with William Shatner. Now, this is a, a documentary film, yes? Not a fiction film? Uh, 
I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Actually, uh, let me read it to you. It says, Autodestruct is a bizarre, comic, and often tragic look into the world of a man desperately unhappy in his own skin. Director James Wilkes takes the audience on a tour through a strange, unexplored corner of the sci-fi fandom universe populated by murderous thoughts, wigged-out fans, singing Klingons, Greco-Roman wrestling, and an obese transvestite Trekkie. What he ultimately shows us, however, is that Bob is the strangest, saddest creature of all. So I don't know what the hell it is. It's an independent film. Um, they have their own blog at Blogspot. They share it with us, <laughs> autodestruct.blogspot.com. I'll put in a link to it. And um, the makers of the film, the director and the guy who's in it, have posted uh, a bunch of links and some news about how they've been showing this at some independent film festivals. And it's been getting a lot of reviews. So I'm kind of wondering how we can get our hands on it because I'd like to, to see it. Um, and I think I might write to these folks and see if we can do something about it because, you know... If it's good, then it would be good for us to be friends with them. Okay, but let's make a promise that yeah. we're never going to make a music video. Oh, no. Because I, I watched this, it's and scary. I went, I don't ever want that to be me. No, it, it's it's pretty scary, um, but I think it's supposed to be, I think it's supposed to be that You way. know what will make you feel better? Yeah? Think about the music video that they've posted in Wiggles fandom. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my thing from now on. At uh, least I'm not fandom? in Wiggles fandom. fandom. Okay. So you, listeners, if any of you <laughs> know about this thing, this auto-destruct thing, let us know. Um, because somebody out there has to know about it. They have to. Scott Adams, you probably know about this. You know about all kinds of interesting now things. Now they think you're talking to the Dilbert no, guy. No, 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 not the Dilbert guy. Other, other Although Scott we would Adams. love to hear from the Dilbert guy. Yeah. He lives near here, you know. I know. And his name's Scott Adams. Near my house. Um, okay, and now, finally... Oh, this, this is the one this, I've been waiting this for. This little piece of news. Where did you find this? Um, somebody had posted something on the Trek BBS. Uh-huh. And when I went through their link to get to the article in the newspaper, you had to sign up for the newspaper. So I then had to Google mm-hmm. until I could find one where I didn't have to sign up for anything. But so this came to us, I believe, courtesy of Trek BBS. <laughs> so what it is is, um, we'll put the link in. This is at the Vegas.com wedding guide, and it's for Star Trek weddings. And there's a lovely little picture here of the bride and groom in a transporter room, I guess. Right? That's what that is? Yes, it's like that's the, the transporter room. Yes. Surrounded by a bunch of people dressed up in Star Trek costumes. Mm-hmm. And this is at the Las Vegas Hilton. Yes. Um, so packages offered include... Uh, the Captain's Wedding, which gets you photography, intergalactic music. I have no idea what that means. Choice of two Star Trek characters to be present at your wedding. Tickets for the Klingon encounter and board invasion for d attractions for the wedding party. That would actually be pretty cool. Okay, how much do you have to pay for the Star Trek character at your wedding to be Captain Kirk, played by William Shatner, <laughs> and you go off and bang him in the closet while your groom waits for you? Uh, let's see. Admiral's Wedding gets you four Star Trek characters. Uh-huh. Um, Starfleet Wedding and Vow Renewal. See, that's for those of you who are already that's married right. but are going, Oh, God, if they had this when I got married, I would have done really? it. So now I want to do it. Um, you get an intergalactic bouquet. What the hell does that mean? Those weird flowers Sulu was taking uh, care of. All right. Uh, a star or, oh, oh, oh. What? It shoots spores. <laughs> <laughs> And you faint in this weird Spock way. That's right. Um, or it's like those things on, um, uh, 
Omicron SETI 3 that make you, invul- not invulnerable, but it cures all your disease and all that? Omicron SETI 3? Yeah. I'm not going back, Jim, you know? Um, or Spock wants to stay on the planet? See, when you say SETI to me, I'm thinking it's the SETI Alpha Eels. I'm thinking, no, no, um, no, 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 no. Omicron okay. SETI 3. Okay. I can't remember the name of that episode. Was that the Paradise Syndrome? No, no, no. The Immunity Syndrome. That's it. The Immunity Syndrome is oh, no, that drives the shuttle oh, into God. the giant amoeba. <gasps> Manipulating okay, okay, guys. I'm just a bad Trekkie, but you know which one I mean, right? No, I don't. When they go to the planet and and um, all the colonists have perfect health because oh, the of one the, with Layla Colony. Thank you. What's that one called? Um, this side of paradise. Is it? Yeah. Okay, that one. Anyway, Omicron SETI three. Okay. Those plants that with the spores. Okay. That one. Spore plants are bad in Star Trek. They are. They're very bad. Um, anyway, so you get them in this intergalactic bouquet and there's probably some triffids in there too. Um, and you get a Starfleet officer to perform the ceremony. Well, that could be Chekhov, you know, that could be an ensign. Uh, and then here's the description. Star Trek, the experience is an interactive adventure based on the voyages of the television series, Star Trek Next Generation. Get married on the bridge of the USS Enterprise, have Klingons and Ferengi witnesses and have an out of this world reception at Quark's bar and restaurant. See, I think that sounds so fabulous. <laughs> okay, listen, wait. Are you going to reaffirm your vows there? Uh, you know, if he would agree to it. Yeah, I could really see him But more likely we'd be at the Starfleet divorce um, <laughs> lawyer, um, if I even asked for that. Uh-huh. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. The Vulcan bridesmaids. <laughs> to have and to hold. Here's the other thing I'm thinking. And this is going to be a big business. This is going to be mm-hmm. as big as the Vulcan dildos. And we really need to to trademark this right away before somebody else gets into it. You know how they have the wedding chapel in Vegas where you can be married by <clears throat> an Elvis impersonator oh, who yeah. is also a minister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be married by a Kirk impersonator on the bridge of the Enterprise with that little tinny <laughs> from um, the... Uh, the um balance, the balance of terror Baron. yes balance of terror to have that have a red alert in the middle of it costs more you would have to dress in uniform you'd you dress in uniform, uniform yeah have a red alert in the middle of it yeah that, and then and have your spouse get killed no no we don't go that far <laughs> but i mean to, to have the all-out thing oh that would be so funny the star trek wedding chapel <laughs> we could get some bald guy to do the picard wedding <laughs> that would be so funny that would be good wouldn't that be great? I think that would be really good. How many how many Kirk impersonators? Synthesized wedding cake. How many Kirk impersonators are there in Las Vegas? I bet a good half of the Elvis impersonators are also Kirk impersonators because <laughs> of the hair. Yeah, <laughs> they just switch swap out their sideburns. <laughs> Pointy mutton chop. Pointy mutton chop. Really? Don't you think that Shatner could marry people? He's captain of the ship. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, it would be valid. William Shatner married me. It'd be valid as long as you were in the Star Trek world. <laughs> Anything William Shatner does is valid in the Star Trek world. Oh, that's so funny. Star Trek weddings. If anybody out there has been married in a Star Trek wedding, let us know. You know, it doesn't list the price. I was just scrolling around looking for it. Mm. Um, but I don't see how much that costs. Well, I think they've made a really good start here with something that... With a couple of really creative people mm-hmm. on it, yeah, could be really, really big. That's so funny. In fact, what? you know what? What? How much you want to bet that in Free Enterprise Two, 
Oh, they get married Eric there? McCormick <laughs> and his girlfriend get married there by William Shatner. Oh, that would be so funny. Maybe I should send that idea. You should. And get screen credit. To Burnett, yeah. And I get, you and I get to be the Vulcan Bridesmaids! All right. To have and to hold. Oh, God, would that be so good? <laughs> that would be fantastic. <sighs> oh, that would be great. Yeah. Are we done? I think we're done. Oh, that's so I'm silly. Just, I just think it's great. Well, you know, so if you were going to have Star Trek weddings, you should probably have Vulcan weddings, too. <gasps> oh, my God. Out in the desert? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, you could Get this jingle. The little bells. The jingle bells, the bells, guys. And then you'd have to, you know. But, you know. You'd really pay to be married by an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> who tells you this wedding is to the death? That's the till death does part stuff. Well, see, the like only the, the only problem with that is that if um, you invoked the clause, um, it costs a hell. Well, of you'd more. have to have all the weapons. Yeah, for one thing, the lerpa, the lerpa, and the on wound. <laughs> so you'd have to have like um, somebody to fight. You know. Somebody on uh, part of the the acting. What the Worldwide Wrestling Foundation is just down the street. It's true. Wouldn't it be funny? Vulcan weddings. What a that crack up! Be, oh god, That'd be hilarious. That would be wonderful. <laughs> and you get to keep your ears. But in the end, you know, you'd have to tell them. Well, you know, you only have sex once every seven years. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. You better have more than two ridges, and I don't want any of those little impy Mary Sues jumping around on our wedding night. That would be awesome. Oh, so funny. Who else ever got married on Star Trek? We never saw any other weddings. Oh, did no, we? we did. On Deep Space Nine, oh. Worf got married to uh, Jed Zia. He had sort of a Klingonish wedding. Oh, it was, wow. it was cool. A it was lot cool. of people would go for that. It was very cool. Because there'd be more weapons, right? There were weapons. There was a lot of costuming going on, you know, a lot of blood wine afterwards. That was kind of interesting. Oh, a whole, yeah. whole themed thing. Now, the Vulcan wedding would be all vegetarian. <laughs> right? I guess. A lot yeah. of plumic soup being served, I guess. <laughs> and throw it against the wall. That's like instead of doing the, the wine glass being crushed. And right, right. You have to throw the bowl. Throw the plumic soup bowl against the wall. <laughs> and everyone holds up their hands and says, Live long and prosper. <laughs> And then when they get a little happy, they chug the plug. <laughs> really? <laughs> this would be, this is something we could run with. Definitely. Yeah. We'll have to get some funding for it. Buy those damn t-shirts so we can do this. <laughs> We're trying to build an empire here, people. Really? Get in on the ground floor. <laughs> well, all good ideas. <laughs> Okay, I, I think we're done now. Yep. I think we're actually done. You heard it here first. So thanks for listening to all that silliness, because that was pretty damn silly. Um, and we'll be back next time with more crunchy Trek goodness. You know, actually tonight it was more creamy Trek goodness. That's right, because I have sore throat. So we weren't having any crunchy things. We were having creamy Except things. cookies. Yeah, well. Which are good for a sore throat. Yeah, Everyone knows that. Definitely. So yeah, um, keep those cards and letters coming, everyone. And uh, we'll be back really soon with, with more interesting stuff. Yep.